podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone and welcome to this, the latest edition of Saturday the Draft Live here on Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I am Stephen Wilson, and on this lovely Saturday morning, I am joined by what can only be described as a very tired Ryan Douglas. Ryan, how are you? Uh, you put it right on the spot. I am knackered, but I'm doing all right, Stephen. Uh, I, mean, I, I think this is our first show on Saturday Draft Live, just us two together, and it just makes sense. It's uh, finally time we did this, Stephen. I'm looking forward to it. No more of the, the two lackeys, and we'll get this done professionally. Yeah, I think I've lost count of the amount of recent ones I've done with just me and Dave. So, <laughs> and I, after uh, spending uh, three days with Dave last weekend in London, uh, no offence to David Hockney, but uh, a nice refreshing change of pace was uh, not 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 not, oh, not a bad thing, not a bad thing indeed. But yeah, good to have you on board, Ryan. And yes, um, uh, hopefully the draft, well, not the, the the draft at the moment, given what we're going to talk about with the the table, will. Make you feel a bit better, uh, given that you had to endure a Jack Graham karaoke session also last night. So, Aye, thanks for that. <laughs> Probably not the best uh, uh, weekend for you, but we move on as we always do to our top scorers of the week. It's going to be a very AEW heavy uh, show this week for obvious reasons. And joint FUD, we have the AEW Tag Team Champions, uh, FTR. Uh, no guns in the air that they didn't finish in the top uh, two, uh, thankfully. Uh, and they are joined by two-thirds of the UAW Trios champions. Put your fingers in the air, Ryan, and let's get scissoring for the acclaimed. Uh, you do not. Thankfully, you can't see what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, trust me, boy. Uh, after uh, <laughs> all in for the weekend, uh, we'd had a few pints by the end of the show and we came out and started uh, doing the scissoring with security guards, which was <laughs> something to behold. Something to behold. But yeah, with you, uh, they acclaimed and done well because uh, David Campbell wouldn't stop telling us that they acclaimed and done well. Um, two really good picks. Uh, FTR, obviously, Ross's captain as well, so that's double pretty much that uh, 11 points and obviously the championship bonus in there, so it comes to roughly about 21 points. Ross got for that one. Uh so uh, I claimed that a very good pick. Uh, David loves them, and yeah, getting them so late on with, as he did was has uh, proved a bit of a blessing. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, the claim slowly becoming one of this, uh, the little like the David Campbell uh, stable that he's slowly assembling, whether, whether they like it or not. Um, uh, he can join uh, Nia Jax and Shayna sure up soon, I'm sure. But no, he'll be very happy with the result of the weekend. I think they're going to win it anyway. Um, I don't have much doubt for that. Um, I think David would be pleased. Um, FTR as well. Um, who had FTR? Sorry. Yeah, Ross's uh, Ross Ross captain. Ross yeah, Ross, Ross would be happy with that, considering uh, where he was on the table. He's, um, he'll be happy with that. And that's two strong AW picks as well. And tag teams, uh, which is something we'll look into a bit later on, Stephen. But no, very, very good, strong. Very good, strong. Good English. Uh, very <laughs> strong start for AW in this season. Yeah. FTR or the uh, the first selected uh, tag team of this season's draft, uh, the eighth pick overall from uh, the from the draft this year. Uh, a bit of a worry I think Ross had going into the weekend, given uh, Cash Wheeler's exploits. To, to yes. 
but yeah, a win for them. And then they've also got a eight-man tag team match coming up this weekend alongside the Young Bucks against Bullet Club Gold. So that could be a very fruitful pick in the end for Ross. And our number one and two are joint as well this week with 19 points. We have MJF. The U, one half of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, that I got to say that a couple of weeks ago, and also the, the uh, successful defending his AEW World Championship. And alongside him on the 19 points is the international champion, Orms Casted. Didn't defend the international title overseas, strangely. But yeah, a good weekend, especially the MJF pick for Callum, because... A man, we'll go to the table in a wee bit to kind of get an idea, a man who we all wrote off at the beginning of the season, and he is currently just surviving off of MJF alone. I mean, I can't fault it, it's working. Uh, <laughs> highly criticised, uh, most of us uh, put him for last place at the end of the season. Um, but no, it's working out for him. MJF getting, he's got two belts now. Whether I think the storyline's strong enough it might continue for a, a good length of time enough to survive the season anyway for the end of the season. But we don't exactly know how they're going to run with this story, especially with how AW writes our stories. So uh, he'll be happy for now, but things could change very quickly. Yeah. Uh, they... Sorry, there you go. No, 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 you're good. Yeah, I was going to say, MJF and Adam Cole are defending their Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships this weekend yes. against the Dark Altar. So I think they're fine. Yeah, I, I, I don't see that being a massive, massive issue in terms of that. But uh, Orms Cassidy uh, yeah. picking up a win as part of the Stadium Stampede match. Uh, he has a defence against John Moxley this coming weekend. That may be a different story for Jack. But uh, he got Orms Cassidy, as we mentioned, very late on in the draft. He currently has a total of 32 points for Jack for the season. Uh, I think even if he does lose the championship at the weekend, I think he'll still be very happy with the business that Orange Castle will get him. 32 points from a round five draft. It's oh, yeah. He might have at the end of the season, let alone three weeks yeah. in. Uh, see when it gets to round five, round six. Uh, six uh, round five and round six in this shorter season. I'm just like, yeah, I'll take 20. <laughs> update 20 um but no um i'm inclined to go um it's not going to go well for orange cassidy this weekend i think it's heavily hinted he will lose the belt but you never know these things you'll be happy anyway and yes i admit it, it was a better pick than trick williams okay i admit it <laughs> i'm surprised you even fought that cause i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie trick, <laughs> trick williams it was a bit of a a surprising one on that one, but we move into our table. We can understand maybe why uh, Ryan is maybe admitting that this is a better pick because at the same time, Ryan is joint bottom of the table with uh, Berigetti Arms like Spaghetti, with a very fitting name. Uh, and, alongside, <laughs> and alongside him, to the pleasure of several people, is David Hockney, over there on 38 points. Used to are letting the Saturday Draft Live team down here. Fighting for relegation after three weeks. Ah, we'll, we'll disgrace the name. We'll, we'll just stop the show. It's done. We've retired it. <laughs> still early days, still early days, as you mentioned in our uh, in our draft chat. Um, uh, Jimmy Uso returned on SmackDown last night, made several appearances, and of course, Rey Mysterio, David, new captain, 
uh, will be defending his United States title at payback tonight. So could be a bit more fruitful for them. Just above them, Gary Kernan, 47 points with Team Viscera, although there is a bit more tight in the middle of the table after that, because just above him we have Andy Mitchell with the Glasgow University Cricket Club, a very good uh, smackdown for Andy, I think, which helped him get a bit of breathing room. And then on 50 points is Tom Brock with a platypus, Perry the platypus, on 50 <laughs> points. Uh, he'll be hoping John Moxley uh, does defeat Orange Cassidy at the weekend, because that is his captain. Uh, Ross McLeod, as we mentioned, he's made a bit of movement on the table now. He's on 52 points with FT Arsehole. Uh, <laughs> half of FTRR can be classed as an arsehole, clearly. Um, <laughs> then we have Grant McRobbie, roll to draft in seventh place on 54 points. Uh, Grant's strategy of not having a strategy appears to be working. Uh, 56 points. Elliot Cantor, the Listeners League winner with me, Young Son, on 56 points. And then a half point ahead of him is myself with Doofus Words Evil Incorporated. 56 and a half points. I need some of my guys to start showing up again. They had a really good first week and I decided to take a bit of a, a break. Uh, Phil Books, uh, CM Punk, is taking that very literally. Fourth place now, we have Scott McLeod with the David Hockney Better Wi-Fi Fund. They better change that to the David Hockney Relegation Survival Fund, clearly, given David's performance so far. Uh, first spot, Jack Graham, a million ways to fuck up the draft. Well, he's clearly found the one that's not, as he's on 63 points. Second place, to the shock of everybody, and I mean everybody, everybody. <laughs> included, is Callum Bennett. But follow James Blair underscore one on Twitter on 65 points. Callum got 46 points in the last week, which means that in the two weeks before that, Callum had 19 points. So <laughs> it just shows the MGF train is what is running wild with him. And top of the table, 68 points. Team GOAT, the GOAT David Campbell. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> On that matter, uh, not a top three. I think we would have predicted uh, uh, probably this time last week. It's fair to say. Uh, no, um, I think we had the beginning of the season that uh, David and Jack were going to be favourites, uh, and then being a top three makes sense. But Callum, I'm, I get why he got scored so well at the weekend, but I'm baffled. <laughs> I'm just baffled. Why? Why am I doing there? <laughs> He's up there. Disgrace. Uh, because he made a juggernaut pick of MGF. <laughs> and I did not. If you look, 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 look at Callum's team, he has MGF on 44 points, Britt Baker on 12 points, which is not too bad. And after that, he's got uh, his points scoring as 3 3 2 1. <laughs> Brilliant. Which pretty much summarises it. You, have, you had a guy who decided to make a statement on a national television, on a big pay per view pre show. That fuck the two of us, Ryan. <laughs> We're in the so, banner trade, Stephen. We should just enjoy it. <laughs> I'm going to have to, because I'm going to have to panic a wee bit. Uh, but yeah, that is our table at the moment. Still a long way to go. Survivor Series is in November. We're in September. We still have about three months of scoring left to go. It's a surprisingly long season, so a lot can change. But Ryan, our, uh, our listeners' league, uh, we talk about uh, movers and shakers and things changing about there's a bit of definitely some movement round about on this listeners league table this week oh definitely um, I'll just run through the top five quickly uh, we've got in fifth place Ross Henderson the TNA front line on 97 points and 101 points in fourth place is demanded now in Martin Best 
Then we've got Ross Brady in third place to Karin Caroso on 107. Then 108 points for second place, John Sly, the Hurt Business-ish. And then 109 points is... Oh, it's, it's JP, goddammit. Uh, with Vince touched me up. Um, quite a tight top three. Th- two points between them. Um, yeah, like... So, I, sorry, I, I, what was the table like last week? Was it very different, or is it... Robert Shaw was a bit higher up on the table last week, uh, if I remember rightly, but Ross, Robert Shaw was the fourth lowest scorer of this past week on 16 points, so he's dropped a good bit. Adam Kelly was very high up, and he's also on 18 points. The reach for the Daily Stars is clearly not going very well for him. <laughs> he seems to be claiming, you know, not a very big hill, or not a very big mountain, as he's got a bit stuck in the middle. <laughs> but JP was high up on that one. JP, um, yeah, I don't really want to talk too much about JP. If I'm going to be brutally honest, you know, um, John 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 Sly is a man who we're um, we're kind of um, rooting for at the moment. Currently based on that, Ross Brady, another one, a former uh, was in our league last season, so he knows what he's doing on that one. But you can tell the people who scored well this week were ones who picked AW heavy, uh, pretty much the likes of uh, Andy Springer with Orange Cassidy as his captain. That's a great shout as well. And Bertie Wanless on 49 points. So they were guys who seemed to heavily favour what was going on in the AW pay-per-view yeah. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I mean, it's working out, but AEW is just absolute chaos. So that's <laughs> a completely change. Um, and I'm all here for it. I'm here to watch the uh, take the ride and see how it ends. Uh, but all looking good for people that are going heavy AEW. Or even just dipping their toes into it, it's uh, going good. Unless you pick Jack Perry, of course. Uh, but <laughs> no, the, no, no. Um, the MGS, your orange Cassidy's, you have absolute milking it right now. Only two listeners league people picked uh, Jack Perry, Jungle Boy, Ryan. So um, a, reason for that. a lot of faith. But twelve <laughs> people picked CM Punk. So <laughs> poor, um, poor Gary Morris uh, picked CM Punk and Jack Perry. <laughs> Oh, just game over, game over. <laughs> so uh, I don't think things are going well for him. Uh, briefly before we go into our final segment, uh, the Listeners League Cup first round is running for a further two weeks until the 15th of September. Currently advancing to the last 16, I'm not going to go through the brackets, we'll be here all day. Currently advancing to the last 16 based on points at the moment. Uh, we have Simon Bell, Jonathan Napier, Ross McClucky, Johnny Adam, JP, JP's actually set to face John Sly in the last 16 at the moment, so that could be interesting. Uh, Lee McIntyre, Ross Henderson, and then on the right side of the bracket, we have Martin Best, Mike Nunn, Matt Smith. Matt's having a bit of a, a mayor in the table, I'm going to be really honest. Uh, then uh, we have uh, Adam Kelly, Dan Axel Jameson, Robert Shaw, Craig Forsyth, and Ross Brady. So a lot of former um, Listeners League winners on that right side of the bracket in the Listeners League Cup. So we'll keep you updated on that in a couple of weeks when we find out who will be going through. 
to the last 16 of the Listeners League Cup. Now, Ryan, we have mentioned quite a lot in this show with the top uh, scorers and everything like that at all. There's a lot of AW points going about at the moment. We obviously had all in last weekend. I was at it. It was a fantastic event to be a part of, as much as I talked about how shit the build was when I was there. But we also now have AW all out coming up at the weekend as well. And we've also, over the last... We've not really talked too much about it in more depth, but in the middle of last season, we were also introduced collision into the field of AEW. So we now have that on top of Rampage and Dynamite. Now, what we found historically with AEW in the draft, I remember when we first put AEW into it, it was like when Tony Khan made a new signing. Uh, he seemed to just use it all the time. And then after about... A couple of weeks, a couple of months or so, or even a couple of seasons in this case, we just thought it's not quite as good a pick. And that's become more prevalent in recent seasons as uh, Tony Khan has decided to give show, get, put, put somebody on the show one week and then not use them for four weeks. So it's we've had a decent amount of AW picks this season, but I think there's probably an aspect of it. There's not, there's a few ones that people thought I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to. I'm going to pick them because, you know, they might not show up for a couple of weeks. Yeah, AW is weird, especially see with like, the likes of like mid-card champions. You don't know if a title reign is going to be three days or three months. And well, like, like last season, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, he picked, he dropped that as soon as he's picked up the belt for the first time. Um, Wardlow didn't have it very long the first time round either. He should have had that longer. And it was, you could, it's not like you can, with WWE, it's a bit easier you can you can see these things coming a bit better. You can have a, a, an educated guess of what's going to happen with title reigns and how long they're going to be. AEW, sometimes you have absolute zero clue. <laughs> and it's it's been a, a major problem uh, drafting AEW, I've noticed, for the last uh, year or so. The classic example of that is um, Dave, Dave Topney. Um He picked a Karashida in round one. <laughs> We, we were all very critical of him picking a Karashida in round one. <laughs> and he was very much like, oh, Karashida's a great pick. And yet, yeah. and yet the week, the day before we flew out to fly out to, I think actually though, the morning we fly out to London last week, Dave decides to change his captain off the Karashida. So clearly, Dave is now doubted <laughs> to pick up a Karashida and then lost points on Karashida. Well, he didn't, he didn't lose as much points as he could have. I think that's fair to say because the Karashida did not take the pin. Oh, yes. and that was uh, Tony Storm, but we now have a case where Dave's first round pick is probably going to be floundering <laughs> on AEW television, which is something to behold. And then we have Grant, who had Soraya there. We know Grant's draft strategy of just rolling dice <laughs> to get his list of picks, so he probably was not fully on board with having Soraya. Now it's worked out for him, so that just shows what the AEW booking thing is like. It's just a bit mental. Yeah, it's um, pure and utter, like, chaotic good. Uh, it's the perfect way of putting it, I think. Um, I just love the absolute swerve balls it gives this draft because you, you can think you have an amazing team, but that one AW pick you think is going to be amazing or vice versa. You think they're going to be average and then they're amazing. Uh, it's, just, it's so hard to... Like, morning, our pick's fighting. Uh, people drop belts at the first pay-per-view. Uh, people gaining belts who have belts. Um, 
And even looking at this card, I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen going in all out tomorrow evening, isn't it? <laughs> yes, tomorrow is the time of recording. I love, again, we're going to talk about Grant in this one. Uh, for anybody who's not catched the last couple of weeks of the show, Grant uh, rolled a D&D dice to kind of have some sort of convoluted way of uh, talking about his uh, team selection. He was on with uh, Jack last week and he explained it in a bit more detail. But his um, the final round pick he ended up with of Penelope Ford. Now, um, anybody who watches AW knows that Penelope Ford does absolutely nothing other than Kip Sabian and, and, and crew. Uh, as of time of recording, so this may have changed, but after all, out. But Penelope Ford has more points than Kenny Omega. Penelope <laughs> <laughs> Ford has three, Kenny Omega has two. I know there's a good chance that Kenny Omega will win <laughs> at all in, but that is absolutely crazy. Um, do you think I've, I've had a discussion with this with uh, our league leader, the goat David Campbell, a couple of times, Ryan? Uh, do you think potentially? that some of our drafters have not taken collision as seriously as a as a, a show at the moment. Because what we found with collision, uh, for, for watching it, it seems to be a bit more consistent in terms of people being on the show than the likes of Dynamite and more, uh, Rampage, where either they won't show up for a few weeks or they'll just stick a random AAA wrestler on the likes of Rampage. But in Collision, it seems to be, if you're on that show, you're on that show weekly. I'll, I'll slightly agree, not not fully, because I feel like there's still a lot of problems with how the cards are built and with the stories and how people, wrestlers are booked. But what I will say is having that third show, because previously you had the two shows and then your your dark and dark elevation. I'm not going to get into dark, and we're not talking about dark, right? Fuck dark. Uh, <laughs> but there's so many wrestlers to book. And know where to put them, and and you didn't know if your person you were drafting was going to score five points or fifty. But with collision, you've got this uneven, a more even spread of where these wrestlers can be. Like the likes of Miro, who hadn't seen for a very long time, is now on collision. Uh, Punk's on coll- well, was on collision. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there's a bit more clarity on where people are going to be. And some um, some draft picks are going to be in multiple shows, which is more creative for scoring. So I think it's good in that sense, uh, and I'm all for it. I think AW is a bit, I wouldn't say easier to draft, but I'm more willing to dip into the AW uh, rosters because before I've rather just went, I'm going all WWE, I don't like it at all. That's been like my choice. Uh, the risk so far has not worked <laughs> this season, but no, um, I do think that. It's getting better. It's still not as strong as WWE, uh, but it's getting better. That's where I'm at currently. Yeah, I think there was a couple of ones that may have been better picks than some of the ones picked. <laughs> Trick Williams. Uh, <laughs> maybe better from that uh, crop of things. Jay White was one in particular. I think it's, he's certainly sitting on 16 points at the moment, along with Eddie Kingston. I think Eddie Kingston was probably a bit more on left field one at the time he drafted, but mm-hmm. uh, nobody taking a shot on Jay White was something, I think, is something maybe people will look into and also uh the guns as well when we talk about uh, jay white as well the guns are everywhere with jay white at the moment uh, 11 points you'd have for the guns which is a pretty a pretty solid return when you look at some of the other uh tag team scorings at the moment uh i think the guns would probably have had more the guns would have more points than all bar three tag teams the the acclaimed fdr and uh Sami Zayn and kevin owens so wow. may have 
all missed a bit of a trick when it comes uh, to the guns on that particular one. And the other one, um, the final one I've all mentioned here, uh, oh, Luchasaurus on 11 points. But given he's the TNT champion, I, don't, I think every drafter we have is absolutely terrified to pick that title. I hear that title with a passion. And he's defending it tomorrow night against Darby Allen, which <laughs> I like. I couldn't tell you he was going to win that match. Even if I had an educated guess, I still wouldn't believe my guess. <laughs> I picked Darby Allen uh, a few seasons ago. See when he won the title back a certain time? Yeah. And then, like, dropped it. Like, who did they drop it to again? He dropped it to Joe. Uh, yeah. At the start yeah. of the year, and they dropped it to Joe after, like, four weeks. I'm like, why is he dropping it to Joe? And then Joe dropped it to Wardlow. Then Wardlow dropped it to Hobbs. And Hobbs dropped it back to Wardlow. And it's <laughs> just like, I mean, Luchasaurus is kind of, well, I'd say Luchasaurus is holding the belt. He's not really holding the belt. But it's just like, you don't have any faith. And Darby Allen will, there's a good chance Darby Allen's going to win it. And then Darby Allen will probably lose it to somebody like, I don't know. Who, who might you lose it to? I can't even think. Somebody sh- might even lose it to Jay White. I don't know. Yeah, no. Swerve's still in the coffin, you know. Yeah, <laughs> rip. I don't know if he can get. That. I don't know if he can get that one out, but yeah, I'll be uh, that one. I can more understand, but I think um, it'll be interesting to monitor just how many points some of these AW guys get, and maybe in a f- future we can maybe you know look at somebody like a an Orange Cassidy pick if they can kind of hold a belt for a while. I think that's kind of be a bit of a staple of our team, but we just need to kind of make keep an eye and probably maybe in the next, season, next few months before next season on if Tony Khan decides to book Collision regularly and we can maybe have more faith in Collision as opposed to Dynamite where we have actually zero faith. And of course Rampage where we don't actually know if anybody's going to show up. Yeah. But uh, Rampage, appears to be, Rampage appears to be Willow Nightingale's house, so I'm not complaining <laughs> in the slightest. Uh, so yeah, we've got uh, AEW All In, or All Out, sorry, coming out this weekend, a lot of big points going. And there's also WWE Payback, which could be a fruitful night tonight for many people. Uh, Ryan, thanks for joining me on this Saturday morning to talk about the draft, even though it's not going particularly well for you. It's okay. Things are going to change. Uh, David doesn't have a impact. I'm not worried. See, if you have used to in literally a relegation battle the full team, it's going to be whoever gets relegated is going to get kicked off of STL as well. <laughs> oh, I did not know this was a stipulation. <laughs> Over for you and him. It's going to be you two writing for your thing. And then... Right, okay, okay. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? I'll do, I'll do this right now, Stephen. I'll do it live. I'll let you discuss it in one. If I finish last, I will resign from Saturday Draft Live. I'll do it right now. You say that, but then I'll come at the end of the season. You'll be like, please keep me. Please. <laughs> Stephen, go. I'm begging you. <laughs> I don't want to go. Uh, so, yeah, if you enjoyed the show, please uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you've not already done to catch Saturday Draft Live every week, along with all the other shows that we have here on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I have been Steve Wilson, and we will see you next time. Have a good one. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>